Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Newcastle United nil, Liverpool nil. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much more to say than that, is there? It was, uh, you know, unfortunately at the end of the game, at the end of the day, it wasn't a bad game for us. Um, we just were whatever the opposite of clinical is. We had loads of chances and finished none of them. Yeah. Um, after having a few hours to kind of calm down from the, <laughs> or maybe I should say calm up because the, the game totally brought me down. So now that I'm kind of back to thinking rationally, um, I think the reason why Klopp wasn't as upset with that game is we play that game. Like if that's how we continue to play, then there's no concerns. It's kind of like the Everton game, right? So uh, except for the fact that we lost Van Dijk and ultimately Thiago as well. But if we play like that every game, we'll be fine. Oh, no. Nine games out of 10, that turns into an absolute massacre. Yeah. Um, Not to mention the fact that absolutely there were some... And I hate to harp on the refereeing. I'm just getting really tired of the refereeing. like I'm, I'm, I'm almost at the point where just, like, just don't have a referee if you're not gonna really call it. Um, to me, the two that really blew me away were uh, the one where Milner got the elbow to the head, where the guy grazed the ball marginally. Is, I mean, it's a reckless play to the head. I'm not really sure how that doesn't even get called, let alone a red card. You could literally knock a guy out, and we've seen that before. And I don't know. And Mane didn't go to the ground because he's not flopping and when the when the the keeper held his leg i mean again i thought var was there for a reason i guess i just don't get it so anyway but i mean we had all the chances in the world we just put nothing away yeah and i was encouraged by um well i was encouraged by james milner and his performance it looked this is his first game in about a month or so. Yeah. And he he did not look out of out of place, which I was surprised by. I thought, I mean, he's he's only getting older and slower, but uh, he did not he did not he did not look out of place, so I'm confident that he can come in as needed and and um, play a good game in the midfield because the couple of Champions League games that he played, he was quite um, diabolical earlier this season. So you know what I mean? At the end of the day, he adds something that literally nobody else on this team has for whatever reason. You know, he is an ass, as as Messi liked to say. He is hard. He is tough. Actually, no, I take that back. Nat Phillips today, Nat Phillips showed some of that toughness, and I actually really liked it. But, I mean, the one where he got his yellow, and boy, did he earn that yellow, that was a flat-out body check, and he knew he was taking the guy out, and he took it. he did it with gusto. And that's very much a Milner move. If you know you're getting a yellow, don't put your hands up, don't lay off, plow right through them and let them know you're there. So I like the toughness that Milner brings and I, I like seeing that type of play. And I think that's where he's valuable for us because I don't see anybody else doing that. Yeah. Um, as, again, as long as we don't rely on him to, to be in our midfield three most games, I'm happy with him just coming in here and there. Um, and because it looks as if he's able to do that, because I, I was questioning whether or not he had a role to play in our midfield this season, given his earlier um, performances. So, so this was encouraging to me from that aspect. Now, all of our midfielders are now fit, so not sure. Well, except for Keita, right? But oh, so and Thiago. 
Well, he came on today. Yeah, just watch. Yeah, uh, Klopp so, said after the game that he felt something. Right. It was and, probably that the ball that Henderson gave him that was a little bit of a stretch. And the, So I don't know if it was that one or if it was the one that he got taken out pretty hard. The one that uh, the Newcastle player got a yellow on. Um, yeah, that he, was... Yeah, that, that's what I'm referring oh, to. Oh, okay. That yeah. was a pretty, I mean, that was a pretty nasty kind of tackle. Um, and I don't know if he's just kind of the receiver of those in general or what, but um, I, I don't know. I just, I want him to stay fit. Uh, I mean, that's a big part of the game. Did you feel that he uh, uh, brought something new? Did you see his uh, benefit to the team type thing in his 20 minute cameo? Yes, absolutely. Um, without him, our midfield is we tend to labor through position uh, a possession but with him you you know that he's you know were were a a splitting pass away from an opportunity so he he'll do the sideways passes like everybody else but just when you're not expecting it he'll he'll he'll, he'll be able to find the open player in a position that now gives us the advantage and it's something that none of our other midfielders have except maybe Keita on 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 one of his good days. Shaq. Um, Shaq has that, but his is more close range. Uh, it's, it's across the entire field. He's able to just, he he's able to do what Henderson does, except his, his brain works quicker. His football <laughs> brain works quicker. I, I should say it's, you know what? So here's, here's my question as a totally blind, just coming into it. When you saw the starting lineup today, what did you think? Um, so I was surprised that Jones started. Me too. And I was, I was surprised that Ronaldo did not. But having said that, I mean, he must be beyond, he must be in the red zone, red zone, right? So it, it probably got to the point where the the um, medical staff just told Klopp, okay, enough is enough. You cannot play him for another 90 minutes. But I, I was surprised not to see Ox or somebody else in the midfield, but I suppose Klopp didn't want to disrupt it too much because Henderson, Jones, and Wijnaldum have been playing the majority of our games. So I'll be honest, I was actually disappointed in a different way. I can't believe Jones was there. Um, and I, I, I'm i surprised Jones was in. I'm surprised Shaq and or, um, uh, and or Ox was out. Like, I think we've become, if not stagnant, stagnant adjacent. Like we're, we're to your point, we're just not generating, um, we're generating good chances, but there seems to be very little creativity coming out. And especially when we're playing these teams that we know are just going to park the bus and do their best to stifle us. Um, I mean, in all fairness, Newcastle didn't do that entirely today. They actually did play on the front foot, especially at the beginning, they were trying, um, and if it wasn't for some spectacular save, some, uh, you know, totally blown uh, penalty shot call, uh, we obviously would have won today. So, you know, again, though, I would have expected to see in these kind of games to bring a guy like Shaq in. I'm, I'm surprised that the first sub who came on actually was Genie. I don't know what he was adding in the game. Yeah, I and especially for Jones, I I I would have assumed he would he would come on for Milner simply because maybe Milner could only play sixty minutes or whatever. So having him come on for Jones was a bit of a confusing one. I'm 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 not too um, upset that Shaq and Ox didn't start the game because there is something to be said about giving the same eleven an opportunity to just make amends for the drab that we saw a couple of days ago. 
Uh, and there's and there's also something to be said for benching guys who don't play. And today is the day that you see why people need to be benched, which is to like say, uh, I would the front three first of all. Um, there and was we're going to bring on them, and there's your problem. That's right. the thing. So, I actually find so, that the so that's front, the thing, right? Yeah, which is why Klopp can't take that option. You know, there's no point punishing players and making the team worse overall. The only option we have right now is to allow them to play themselves back into form until Jota comes back. So my here's my question that's actually got me a little bit hot under the collar, and I don't know if I'm being more accusatory than I should be. Do you? Is it just me, or do you find that when Jota went down, the front three became less clinical and less aggressive? Um, I think no. So I think the front three have played like this all season, except for the game against Crystal Palace which was an anomaly, and then the game against um, Atalanta, right? Those are the only two games where the front three or two of the front three have clicked. Otherwise, this is this is how they've been playing all season, to be honest with you. Yeah, I right? guess that's... So, well, I mean, the front three that we have. You know, I'm thinking of the pass that, uh, that Firmino took in the middle, tried to one-two-touch, and it just dribbled away from him. And I can't help but thinking that, you know... Jota would have put that away. I mean, we've seen him put it away. Um, right. I'm thinking of, you know, the the two headers that Mane had. And I can't help but think that, again, Jota or someone else would have put him away. Like, I just, I'm I'm at a bit of a loss. I guess the this is the, uh, the opposite side of the coin of the Crystal Palace game, where Crystal Palace, we had, what, eight shots and scored on seven. This one, we had, uh, I guess, only four shots on target and scored on none. But I again, reason... I feel yeah, like well, I feel like all of their chances. We I feel like we generated a lot of very good chances. They weren't just like random shots from thirty feet out. They were solid chances inside the box, desperation saved by a keeper. Like those are the ones that you need to score one or two of them in a game. Yeah, and the only reason why we win seven nil against Crystal Palace is because we score in the first two minutes, right? And for some reason, well. I think we know the reason why, but once the players are calm and they know they're not um, trying to force it, then they just play their natural game. And they are very skillful players. Mo Salah, he's a very good finisher when he's calm, but when he's rushing and trying to score the goal of the century, then he gets his legs all tangled up and they don't pass to each other and things like that. So um, this, I've seen this game so many times before. It could have, it could have easily been a loss or it could have been a thrash, right? Uh, you know what? It, it would have been hard to be a loss simply because I, I feel like Newcastle had the ball, but especially in the second half, I feel they generated virtually nothing. And even in the first half, the little they generated wasn't like probability of of scoring was fairly low. Not None of their chances were, you know, those really, really high quality chances that you're like, wow, we're lucky to have gone out of that, to be quite honest. Well, they had that one header in the eighty-something minute. Yes, so that was probably their one and only like legitimate chance. Which, again, if they had scored on that, man, that would have been a devastating one. But yeah, you know, in fairness, how many of those did we have, and we ended up flubbing? But I mean, the amazing part is, how many bad touches did we take in this game? Like it was truly shocking. Yeah, there there are a lot of. I think there's. 
a lot of things happening with our team. Obviously, we're missing our central defenders, but I think that's the least of our concerns. I think the concerns are Mane is out of form, and he's not a striker, right? We're relying on two wingers to be our our, our strikers, and that's the main issue. Um, and then, of course, Robertson is probably extremely tired, right? So by the time he's running up and down the wings, he has nothing left to try to put in a good cross. Trent is still trying to find his feet. He, he hasn't kicked on this season yet. And our midfield is just playing playing safe. So Henderson, Wijnaldum, Jones. Jones can do a lot more than like we know, but they're all playing very safe. So it was nice when Tiago came on because you could see that he was looking to be incisive. The same with um, a player like uh, Shaq. Once he comes on with hopefully more than half half a minute left, then he will also be incisive. Right? What is the point of that? I've always wondered, like, why are you bringing guys on at that time? It just, it makes no sense to me. Especially when they end up just spending a minute or two just kicking the, kicking the ball around at the back. I, I don't understand that, just like they did last game. You know, we have a minute left in, in injury time and you're just kicking the ball to the least skillful defender to do what then of course he'll just spend time kicking it back to you right so i don't i don't understand but um well i mean speaking of defenders let's get to one of the more interesting ones today which was what did you think of uh of nate phillips not phillips i thought he had a he i think he had a better game today than he did in the other one where um we kept the clean sheet at home um because he was he was more involved in the game um, and he was trying to play the ball more rather than hoofing it. Um, the last game, every the entire team was treating him as, as if he was like a 16-year-old kid playing in the first team for the first time. And in this game, you could see that they, they, they either trust him more or they've been told to trust him more. So a lot of the ball came through him. In fact, I think too much because he didn't do anything with it except just pass it back, and that just killed more time. You know, he did make a few decent passes forward. I mean, I think that's clearly not his game. But I could see that he was trying. Um, what I will say, I mean, looking at, at the way he played today and comparing it with a few days ago for Reese Williams, um, I mean, I don't really understand why Reese is ahead on the chart in, in front of Nat Phillips. I really don't get it. Yeah, and and I don't think he will be after this. I think, I, I assume Klopp would have seen all he needs to see to know that Nat Phillips is... Uh, well, <laughs> he is our number one defender right now. <laughs> <laughs> so just to be clear, Nat Phillips is the number one choice defender for Liverpool, the EPL champions. Yeah, there you go. Just to, just to clarify for everyone listening. <laughs> so, yes, sadly, he is. Actually, we're still the world champions, aren't we? Because they haven't had, they're not yeah. doing the world champion thing. So the world champion, the world champion Football team, Nat Phillips is the number one choice center back. Yeah, that's uh, that kind of puts the season as uh, into into perspective, eh? And and we're top of the league somehow. I, I don't. Man, we're trying that. not to be though. Yeah, seriously. like if we had won these last two games instead of tied them, it it would be basically over. We'd be getting everybody back. Tiago would be coming back. And we wouldn't even need a defense. We'd be, now we're what, three points up. We'd be seven points up, even with Man U having a game in hand. Like it would be over. People, Everybody would know it. 
So, I mean, we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot, unfortunately, which is very frustrating. Um, I mean, again, you're going to have bad games like this where the ball just isn't going in, but it would be nice to not have them after you had just had that horrible game a few days ago. Yeah, and like I said, after the game, now that I'm settled, um, I'm, I am looking at the bright side of things. So I think in this game, they've played themselves out of the last one. You know, so we can safely say that the last game against West Brom was a blip. This game, they played fairly okay, and on any other day, they would have won the game, right? However, as long as they now take this into the next game against Southampton, who are missing Danny Ings, which is good for us, and also Vestigard as well. Um, and, and I suspect in that game, we'll see quite a bit of changes too. Um, we'll probably see... Tiago starting, I would assume. Yeah, we'll see Tiago starting. I was going to say we might see Shaq, but probably not because I, I suppose they do have, because that's on Sunday, right? So they do have quite a bit of time. Um, and I, there, there isn't really anything you can do with the, with the front three, which is unfortunate. You know what? In all honesty, I actually, I'm going to go a little bit different. I would actually say um, I have, I see no reason not to replace um, either Salah or Mane. Take your pick. Uh, Mane with Origi or Salah with uh, Shaq? Do you honestly think that we'll have a better chance of winning the game at, against Southampton? I I think we'll have an even chance of winning the game. I don't think it. I don't think it improves our chances, but I also don't think it hurts them because um, the number of chances that Salah had today, he needs to be sitting on the bench thinking about how he'd love to play a bit more. Um, and I'm sorry, at some point, like, I don't know, maybe I'm I'm uh, projecting how I deal with my kids. I love them, love them, love them. But at some point, it's got to be tough love. And you got to be like, yeah, you're not getting that toy no more. And at some point, it's got to be that way for, for um, Mane and Salah. They've got to, like, these games and last game, you can't have these two in a row. It's just that's not at this level, not at this team. Who do you take off? I You take off uh, Salah and put in... Um, uh, Shaq, or you take off um, Mane and put in Origi. And I know you're saying, "Oh my God, you're crazy." I actually, no, no I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not thinking that. I, I, I think there is something to be said about taking one of Mane or Salah off because they're clearly not clicking, and they're psychologically interfering with each other as well. So um, I do like putting Shaq in for Salah because that's a natural like for like. And then it also gives Mo Salah the opportunity to come on in the second half and exact his revenge. Um, so yeah, um, th- that that might be interesting. I So I suspect Klopp won't do it. But at, at this point, I think, again, um, in terms of Shaq, I think Shaq, you get a hungry player where I don't feel that in Salah right now. And Mane's just not clicking. And you know what? Mane running like he does now or Origi having a moment of brilliance, kind of half-half. It all kind of depends who you get that day, right? So give him an hour, think, see what they do. I think the thing about Mane is even when he's not playing well, for some somehow we our team ends up being playing better with him, even, even if he's looking off. It's true. He's but, very but, active and busy. And yeah. so I, I do appreciate that side. And, you know, we've talked about uh, how, um, you know, Salah may be not doing that on instruction. But 
I don't know, something, you know what, something's got to give and having Jota was great because you could sit one of those guys um, or, or Firmino. I mean, I just don't know who you put in for Firmino, but I mean, Firmino had what he had that, that chance um, where he tried to two touch it and he just completely flubbed it. And then he had another one in the 67th minute, the header, he had an open header for the back post and he just put it way wide. Like, I know he's not there to score, but you can't be wasting this many. Like, I feel like today we wasted a lot of chances, like an abnormal amount even for us. Yeah. And and that's just not going to cut it if you think you're winning the EPL again. So, I mean, I, I was think, frustrated. Yeah. So, aside from the front three, I'm, I'm okay starting them against Southampton. What we need is our midfield to contribute as well. Um, Jones is a goal scorer, so either unleash him or replace two of them with players that can most likely con- contribute with goals. Like Ox is always looking for a goal. Keita tends to always look for a goal. Henderson is never looking for a goal. Wijnaldum is never looking for a goal, even though sometimes he does score, but he's almost never in that in that position. So, so we're, you know, we're, we're just, we're just relying too much on on I'll, our front three. I and and I'm gonna defend Genie, even though you know I'm not his biggest fan. Um, beyond him playing well this year, I th- or this season, I think. Um, you know, do look at when he plays for Holland, he does score, and in you know the game at Anfield um, against Barca when he came in in the second half, he got two in like three minutes. So when he's looking for the net he seems to have a good nose for it. So I do sit there and wonder, is this, he just, you know, those are um, the odd ones out, or is this a a matter of Klopp instructing him, don't look for the net? I think it's, again, like I said, we're putting too much pressure and we're relying on our front three too much, right? So in order to unleash the front three and our, our, I was going to say wingers, but our fullbacks, you, you need to have a, a central midfield that will be willing to just drop deep and sit, right? And the problem is that that's all, that's all well and good, but when they're doing that and our fullbacks are not playing at 100% and our front three are not playing at 100%, then who's going to score, right? Nobody. You know what? I do wonder because it did look like Newcastle pushed out wide today and were looking to cut off the fullbacks, to limit the amount of space they had. So instead of clogging the middle, they were stretched a bit more thin um, in the middle for the express purpose of having, um, you know, the fullbacks covered. So I do sit there and wonder, you know, maybe to that point, we need a midfield that it can either play deep or if they're looking to cut off the fullbacks, then we can come through the midfield instead. Like, I, I, I don't know, maybe we need to change it up depending on what's put in front of us. Because today, you know, it, it definitely didn't work through the fullbacks. They were they were um, aggressively covered, I would say. But having said that, Robertson did have an, enough opportunities to put in decent crosses, and he just didn't. So where in the last two years, he would have put half of those through for at least a good opportunity. Um. So I think he's 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 just tired. Um, he's been running around for for four years, right, or for three years for Liverpool, up and down. I don't know what Costas is. He's injured again, which is unfortunate. Um, I don't know. He's he's another guy. I'm starting to get worried about. He hasn't been on the team that much, and he's, you know, he's already been injured several times. 
So, I mean, what's his uh, what's his return date? Because I'm I'm thinking Milner's going to end up. You know, you never know. Milner might end up getting a, a shot at the back there if uh, we don't uh, we don't get Samikas back soon. Yeah, and nobody wants to see that. No, I mean that's that's not going to be helpful for us. Um, you know, obviously we have we have Southampton next um, in I don't know four days, whatever it is. And I think we win that game. I don't Honestly, know. I I, I I thought we we would win today. So no, uh, for this one I was kind of fifty fifty because you never know with Newcastle. Even though we've we've done pretty well against them, but you just you just never know with this team. Um, there's 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 something about Liverpool Newcastle that always just you know it's never guaranteed. Well, I mean, after Southampton, we have Aston Villa for the FA Cup, so you got to believe that Robertson will get a a break, yeah, and then we come to. back to sorry. Yeah, he'll have to. Yeah, and and then he'll come back for Burnley, which is eleven days later. So he's got a break going. Yeah. So in that way, it's not bad. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they're all tired. You know, these guys have been run a lot. Um, there hasn't been enough uh, substitutions happening. Um, and that's the other thing too. Um, pretty much, our midfielders have played every. I mean, they've played a lot of minutes, right? Um. Fabinho's played a lot of minutes. Our uh, Robertson's played a lot, of, a lot of minutes. Our front three have played a lot of minutes. So I think there's just a general malaise or fatigue, and maybe it's not a bad thing that the the rest of the the chasing pack are are creeping up on them. I mean, it would have been nice to have it put away. It would have been nice, to, yeah, to have a seven point lead for sure. But I mean, it is what it is. Southampton's coming up. Um, amazingly, Man U with a game in hand could actually tie us, which is yeah. not something I, I, I never thought I would utter those words in this lifetime. Because I mean, right? They're Man U. But uh, um, anyway, just in time for January too. So yeah, so maybe that's a bit of a wake up call. Um, I guess the other side of it is so Tottenham didn't play. And uh, and Man City didn't play. Tottenham is okay or whatever, but Man City that that's actually becoming. If I was uh, Pep, I'd start getting worried because you already had a game in hand that you had to make up because you wanted to start a bit late because of uh, your Champions League um, play. So they've now got two games in hand that they need to make up. Not to mention the fact that are we coming up on a on a break because. I mean, with the numbers going up the way they are, I wouldn't be surprised if they called like a three-week break to the EPL right now. Yeah, they're saying that they're not going to, but you never know. Well, I mean, you're, you, you've you canceled two games in one week. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, if, if that keeps happening, you might as well just take a break because it's just not working. So, uh, I mean, Man City's going to have a hard time catching up those two games. And I can guarantee you that Pep is going to be complaining loudly about the the busy schedule that he has. If they do take a break, hopefully they'll do something wise, like use the opportunity to catch up. Right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, back to this game. You know, it was a, a, an unfortunate game. I think. I think we played well. It wasn't one sided. I don't want to take anything away from Newcastle. They played a good game. Um, they held us well, but at the end of the day, I think we were our own worst enemies. Um, Going into the game, I, I actually would have settled for a draw, to be honest, because 
I could totally see us losing this game after the way we played last time. Um, but I was still upset that we didn't win, but I'm not too upset with the point because we're in first place. We haven't really started playing well, except for maybe two games. And it can only get better in the new year, I think. I hope. I'm, I'm not going to go with I think because there were lots of I thinks until this point and they didn't uh, pan out. So hopefully. Um, who was your man of the match? Um, it would have to be Milner. Yeah. Allison with a close, close, close second. And then maybe behind him would be Fabinho. Those, I think those are really the only three that played consistently well throughout the game. Uh, I would agree. Uh, the only extra one is I'd give a shout out to Nat Phillips. I thought he, uh, I thought he played a solid game, and and frankly, I thought he played a game that was good enough to convince. Um, I hope Klopp, but definitely me that he's the right guy over uh, over uh, Reese Williams. You know, I I felt a lot more comfortable with him at the back. I thought pace wise, I didn't see him outmatched today. He only really made that one mistake on the uh, early chance where Fabinho came across to help. Um, you know, I think he played it overly aggressive. He should have just gone, uh, given a bit more space to not get beat. But uh, I thought he played pretty well, and I'm I'm willing to take him and Fabinho as a, as a central pairing. To be quite honest, for the rest of the season. Oh, if we can buy someone, no. If we can't buy someone, then yes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy with it, but I could live with it, um, as opposed to Reese Williams, who I would be extremely uncomfortable with the would, rest of the season. I would totally just put Henderson back there over over Nat Phillips. If we don't buy any more defenders this year, then yes, I, I would have Henderson and Fabinho in the back, and then Thiago and two others in the middle. We're, we just never agree on on defenders, eh? I'm high on Gomez. You don't like him. I'm high on Nat Phillips. You don't like him. You're high on Reese Williams. I don't like him. I'm not high on Reese Williams. <laughs> well, you, you, you thought I, he I, had potential. He does. He does have He has more potential than Nat Phillips, I believe. But potential doesn't mean anything, right? I mean, a lot of players have had potential and are nowhere to be found. But an average player is able to make a, a, a pretty decent career. I think Reese Williams... He has a higher ceiling. However, he has a lot of work to do. So I, is already... I thought he had a high ceiling until I saw his lack of speed, which no, concerned I said, me. I said he has a higher ceiling than that, Phil. It's not that he has a high ceiling. Oh, okay. He has a higher ceiling. Um, and, and the one thing I'll say to that is, to me, the great uh, equalizer and all that is not Phillip's ability to head. I, I simply feel more comfortable on corners and on free kicks and everything. I just feel like like if they're in the region, Nat Phillips is going to go get them. Um, and and I, I don't feel that with anyone other than Van Dyke. You know what really surprised me today was Tiago Canheta. Yeah, I actually kind of saw that. He went for a few. And I, I hate to say, I know this is a horrible thing to say. Um, probably stupid thing to say on a podcast but every time he went out for a header i was like no 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 stay down don't get hurt that's all yeah. i can think when he's going out for a header but he was actually he was holding his own on headers pretty well yeah and i, I remember earlier the season um i noticed the same thing about Shaq. he was the shortest player on the field but he won two or three headers in a row 
pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's desire or or intelligent positioning or what, but absolutely. I mean, I was very pleasantly happy with Tiago in the air. I also thought Tiago had the goal of like right there on that one. What was it like the 75th minute or so when the ball kind of came ricocheting out and he put his foot into it and he had it. It was, it was tattooed for the top corner. If the Newcastle guy didn't get in the way, Mm. the goalie had no hope on it. It was, it was, and it was one of those shots that I feel like everybody takes and they all sail them off into the seats. But this one was not sailing off anywhere. This one was was getting into the net. And you don't see that a lot. Like guys that can keep that ball down and get it where they want it to go. Yeah, and, and it's, it's things like that that make me uh, think that I think so so Klopp knows I think he's he's more than happy that they're ending the the year in first place and his his players are coming back now because having a fit Tiago just changes our dimension completely our front three will have a lot less to do so there'll be less pressure on them and he'll just be able to find players and and gaps he really did i'm just re-watching like the last 20 minutes here while we talk man he's got like just i don't know he's got vision he's got vision that we just haven't had yeah i would i would very much like to see him and i know we'll never have this lineup but tiago is the holding midfielder uh shack and Keita as the other two midfielders, like an all-out, like chance-creating midfield. It would just be spectacular to watch. Yeah, it would be interesting. Um, anyway, I mean, we end the year uh, uh, ahead. Uh, even if uh, Man U does manage to win their game in hand, we would still be ahead on points, on uh, goals. So goal differential. So, you know, we're, we're in good shape given all the injuries we've had. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can look to a, a better and brighter 2021 where uh, Tiago is consistently on the team. The front three maybe start clicking a bit better and uh, we can uh, pull away from the league. For more stories, analysis and articles, go to the forensicop.com website.